This is my opinion. This is my my opinion. My opinion. This is my opinion. Welcome to This is My Opinion, a daily wildcat podcast that raises popular questions and picks the brains of our opinions writers. I'm your host for this episode, an opinions writer, Lauren Borelli. This week, I'm joined by Peyton Toomey and Maggie Landon, and we're going to be talking about my most recent article, Tinder, Drunk Nights, One Night Stands, The Epitome of Modern Romance. In this article, I talk about all aspects of dating and romance in 2021 that are both disappointing and frustrating. It's definitely a little embarrassing to talk about it because it feels like I might be the only person my age who thinks like this, but hopefully other people can resonate with being totally over having another first date super late at night pretending to watch some dumb Netflix documentary on someone else's couch, but we can get into that more in a second. Now I'm going to turn it over to everyone else to introduce themselves and jump right into the episode. Hi everyone, I'm Peyton Toomey, I'm the Opinions Editor. Hi, I'm Maggie Landon, I'm an Opinions Writer on the Opinions Desk. Right. so first I want to start off with how I resonated with the whole part in the article about nobody ever being sober in college when it comes to like relationships. You said, I find myself wanting to hang out with someone totally sober just for a change of pace. Who cares if it's awkward anymore, right? I feel like because most of the times where you meet someone, you're at like a party or you're definitely not sober, um, that it's like awkward meeting someone sober for the first time. It's like meeting a different person in a way. I think that people are afraid of the sober hangout because they're worried it's going to be awkward and they think if I'm under the influence of something, it'll be easier and it'll roll smoother. But really, it just it just sucks. Like, what's wrong with like a good sober hangout? You know, like I actually want to talk to you and not be sloppy. You actually get to meet the person, which is what people are scared of. Yes, people are scared of commitment, and they everyone wants to pretend like they have no feelings, but it's okay to admit that. Another part of my article that I really felt like bothered me and wanted me to write it was the whole one-night stand aspect of it. I'm so, so tired of never hearing back from someone because they just wanted to use me in the end. Like, it's fine, and I'm okay with it. It's not like anything's... But, like, maybe, like, a text back would be okay. Like, I wouldn't say no to someone with a little follow-through. Just a little bit. Yeah, ghosting is way too normalized. A lot of people are terrified of... For It's like the same thing with the sober. It's you're scared of actually resonating with someone and having feelings with someone so that when you want to end it, you just go ghost. And, yeah. And I also feel like ghosting is more painful now, especially with, like, just the normalization of getting people Snapchats instead of numbers. You can really see when someone ghosts you, as opposed to, like, if someone just doesn't text you or calls you, like, you don't know, like, maybe they lost your number. You can make excuses. But, like, now it's painful. Like, you see the little, like, red message. Yeah. So I'd say that hurts. Yeah, you see that they're, like, they know that you said something, but they do not think it's important enough to respond to you. Call me crazy. No real man will ask for my Snapchat. 
Yes. No one I end up with is going to be like, hey, can I get your snap? Like, ask for my goddamn phone number. How hard? It's not, like, come on, let's grow up. I know. If I have to send one more corner of my face to a man, I think I will lose it. (laughs) And also, like, I feel like even if you get their Snapchat, like, you might not end up, like, hooking up or whatever, but you're going to be in that awkward streak phase, potentially, which I think is way more terrifying than being ghosted. Because it's, like, it's so awkward. Like, hey, I liked you. We matched or whatever. But now we are forced into this streak relationship for, like, 30 days. I hate it. The streaks are so awkward. You know why? Because you met them when you were drunk. And now you're both sober. And you have nothing to talk about. Because you actually don't know a single thing about this other person. And then you're like, so, where are you from? On Snapchat? (laughs) I think I've had the conversation, like, at bars or just anywhere of, like, oh, my God, you're in my class, like, 50 times. I think with, like, the same people, too, which is exhausting because it's, like, I don't know how else to talk to you. And, like, I never talk to them in class. So it's, just, it's so awkward. It's so awkward. The worst part is when they say, like, oh, my God, you're in this class. And I'm, like, no, I, have n- I don't know you whatsoever. And that's, that's the pickup line. And it a great way to start things off. Is it horrible? Because I've definitely used that. (laughs) I mean, it's fine. I have, like, three awkward 30-day Snapchat streaks of that exact situation running on my phone. So, you know, we're all, we're all, oh, we're all perpetrators of this. Going off the awkward Snapchats, most of these people that send the awkward Snapchats are ones that you meet on dating apps. And I don't know about you guys, but I have a really hard time getting to a further stage in the relationship with a guy who I've never met face-to-face because I lose interest if I've never, like, talked to you. Like, physical presence is so important in relationships. And if I just see the corner of your face every day on my Snapchat, I'm not going to form a connection. And I feel like the only people we meet on dating apps have no interest in actually forming any sort of connection. They just want to meet up when... When not sober, note, and, like, hook up and never speak to you again. Or maybe consistently hook up, but that one's a rarity because who knows if anyone's going to actually follow through and text you the next day. Mm -hmm. And it's also very fragile because you never know when they might just stop. It could be going on for who knows how long, and it could just end because of ghosting. True. A shout out to a really awesome article on the Daily Wildcat opinion section title the say it to my face the problems with ghosting it's so good it goes into like why people ghost and kind of like the consequences of ghosting which ghosting is a part of dating and romance it's so sad that i'm saying ghosting is a part of romance in 2021 but that is literally the state we're at they're forcing me these people out here are forcing me to have like a hoe phase not even by choice solely by circumstance i have talked to so many people about ghosting and they're like i've never been ghosting i'm like oh my god they're in denial because everyone's been ghosted but the question is have you ghosted i am uncomfortable answering this question (laughs) i'll be honest yes i've ghosted there i said it okay i like i will also answer this question yes but i feel like it is because on dating apps like Let's be real. I'm not looking for, like, 
a boyfriend on a dating app. I'm looking for validation. So, like, I'm going to ghost you if you get creepy. Like, I do not need to sit through that and deal with that. So, yeah. I have ghosted <laughs> out of fear for my safety. Not that sounds yes. extreme, but I have ghosted because I'm like, this guy's getting a little creepy. I want to end it. Not because I just lost interest. I lost interest, but because he was creepy. Yes, the unsolicited dick pic initiates an automatic ghost. Yes. Validate ghosting if you are at fear for your safety and you think they might kill you on your first date. Dating apps are a terrifying place for a, to be a woman. The amount of, like, especially Tinder. Bumble's different because, like, you can say something first. But the things that guys say to me on Tinder are absolutely disgusting and awful. I quite literally had to delete all of that stuff because I could not handle it. Either I was laughing at them, never with them, at them, or I was just disgusted whatever they had to say to me, which is like 2021's modern love letter. We are going to pause this conversation for a quick ad. Hello, everybody. If you're interested in sports, come check out our football podcast where we release an episode every week about things happening around the team, the score from the previous week, and look ahead to the future. Let's talk about how COVID impacted dating in college. I think that is a very important thing to bring up because pre-COVID, it was very common to meet someone at a frat party or in class but now even like as we're like starting to move back to in-person things i feel like dating apps have become definitely more popular and more people are using them i also think the culture of just like this i don't even want to say this word but the sexting basically and not really any interest in having a real date like a dinner and a conversation i feel like that whole like old school is out the window COVID killed chivalry. COVID killed it. COVID killed romance. <laughs> I have a question. Growing up, did you guys think that college romance was going to be like this? Because I know, as a little middle schooler, I was obsessed with rom-coms. And I was really thought that college was going to be like 16 Candles and all those John Hughes movies. But it was not. Oh, I, I totally expected it. Well, okay. I expected it to be like that, but, like, with a grain of salt. So, like, a lesser version of a rom-com. But it turns out that it's just, like, it's just a comedy, really, <laughs> my life. Like, there is literally a zero droplet of romance or romantic gestures ever being made. The most romantic it gets for me is, can I get your Snapchat? And I'm like, Ugh. Again? I liked the part in the article where you talk about how you found yourself sliding a napkin with your phone number on it. It felt nostalgic. I felt like this is, I'm going to try and make my life a rom-com if it's the situations that are refusing to do that for me. Because I refused, I refu I, I've decided as I'm aging, I refuse to give my Snapchat as like my first form of communication because it is destined to go nowhere. And it's grounds for unwanted pictures. I feel like that's the motto that we should go by. You have to make your life a rom-com. If someone asks for your Snapchat, you say, no, thank you. I will not be giving you my Snapchat today. True, that's my goal. Just, like, fight back against our peers' way of acting. And I'm just going to 
reject the hookup culture thing and uh, decide to do my own thing. It's a little hard because you don't know who out here has good intentions and most of them are shady and lying to you about it and they only expose what they really want after it's too late. But I think that might be a personal problem. I don't know if it's just me. I feel like it's our generation. Gen Z is incapable of having any sort of relationship that doesn't live half on the phone. Half of it has to live on the phone. Like, can you imagine the old days when, like, people would actually, like, call each other? And it's, like, with Snapchat and stuff. Nobody could do that today. No one could pick up the phone and just be like, hi, you remember me? Did you want to go out on a date? That's literally impossible. And, like, that's, I would be creeped out just because it's so not normal today. If someone called me and was, like, go on a date with me, I'd be like, how old are you? (laughs) Like, are you going to kidnap me? (laughs) And also, I feel like there's definitely a problem with just, like, the existence of relationships being, like, mostly formed and just, like, kept throughout social, like, social media platforms like Snapchat. Um, Just because, like, you could be snapping a guy that you had a crush on from class, and he could be snapping, like, 15 other girls or just, like, have multiple relationships in, like, early stages, and they're just waiting for, like, someone to feel interesting to them and that's absolutely horrifying to me because like I don't want to invest my time in someone who's like keeping me on a back burner or just like waiting for me to spark their interest yeah I really don't want to be a part of somebody's like roster yeah I think the roster Roster I hear that term so much it's horrible it is but I think that everybody's a little bit like responsible for doing that Because some people just do it slightly. Like, I know I've done it in the past. Because I'm scared. And I think, like, this is what everyone else does. I'm like, well, if he's talking to, like, multiple girls, should I be, have a couple people on the back burner? But that's just leading people on. It's like competing in comparison. If he's doing it, am I lame if I don't have this many people? It's like insecurity is really brought out. And it's like also... I feel like the best friends list is the on Snapchat is the roster now. Somebody bring back the visible best friends list so I can see that I'm not even on it. I don't I don't think I need that in my <laughs> life right now. I don't think I do. I'm not very active on Snapchat. I Snapchat like once a day. If I Snapchat someone twice in one day, they like move up to number one. So that's kind of embarrassing. Like I have friends, but just not Snapchat friends. I just remember the terror that the visible best friends list wreaked on me in middle school because I had this crush on this guy and his best friend was my best friend that knew I had a crush. It was horrible. It was horrible. And I was very upset about it. So I don't think I need that. I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want the transparency. I think it'll put me in a spiral. But at the same time, I need to know. You can't handle the truth. I can't handle the truth. Not when it comes to Snapchat best friends. <laughs> um, this is my um, informal request for everybody our age to please uh, try just like a like a little bit. I'm not asking for a super big effort or a boombox on like a lawnmower, but please like just like ask for my number in a respectful, polite, creative way. I don't know, bro. If you got a crush, tell me, please. <laughs> I am asking for the big gestures. 
I am asking for a guy to say anything right outside my window with the boombox over his head and the trench coat. Thank you all for coming. Yes, thank you. Um, I hope somebody learned something or found solace in the fact that there are other people out here who want these things. Yes. Give me the grand gestures. Just ask me out on a date, please. <laughs> please, please. I'm single. An actual date. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of This Is My Opinion, the Opinions Desk podcast. Check out the opinion section on the Daily Wildcat website to read Lauren's piece, Tinder, Drunk Nights, and One Night Stands, the epitome of modern romance, and for more Opinions Desk content. See you next week.